Yo, it's top of the morning to you. What up? No voice crack. I'm feeling good, boy. <laughs> it happened once, but that's okay. Hey, how y'all doing? One to ten. One to ten. We'll start with you. Yeah, I could say uh, say a nine. Nine is cool. Nothing to complain about. Uh, just school tomorrow. So, hey, this class is... You ain't lying. I know I get. Let's see. I got about an 8.5, okay. which is pretty odd because... I got 10 assignments left that's due by the end of the night tomorrow, bro. But I got work and stuff, so it's about to be a scramble when I get home. I'm about to do that. Episode on time, man. I'm about to do that. That track me, you saying both with all these assignments, bro. But I'm in high spirits, man, because I, I, I completed the biggest project now, and then the rest is just boom, 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 like miscellaneous stuff. So I'm feeling good now. I'll be at 10 after tomorrow night when I'm done with everything, and I so have a head start to the next week, man, so. Oh man, um, ten out of ten, I think, man. I don't got anything hold me back. Ten out of ten, man. Just enjoying life, enjoying each each day. But I mean, I think we're doing good. That's an A plus, I think, or something. That's an A plus. Yeah. Ten for nine. Better do math. Five. Yeah. That's about an A. Solid A, man. Whew. All right, man. I'm excited for the episode today, man. We about to get raw and uncut, bro, bro. This is. You know, episode that might hit home for some, might not, depending on who you are. But we're going to be discussing the topic of dealing with addiction. Right? So I was thinking about this topic like last night and, you know, I was thinking about, man, you know, what are some of the things that I'm struggling with today? And what are some of the things that society struggles with as a collective, man? And the word that came to my mind was just addiction. Right. And you can be addicted to a lot of different things. You know, like we see different categories like. People are addicted to drinking. People are addicted to lust, you know, pornography, whatever the case may be. And so instead of like identifying like the destination, how do we beat addiction? I wanted to come from the approach of how do we deal with addiction? How do we endure addiction? Because we might not always have the solution to be able to be freed from that addiction immediately. But we can give some practical steps that have helped us, that we're still dealing with, with some of our addictions, and that may can help you with some of it your addiction. So, you know, I'm going to start off with, with you, man, you know, and dealing with addiction, you know, what encouragement have you found in your life with just anything in general that you would be able to give the audience here? Man? Dang. Bro, that's, it's a heavy topic today for sure, bro. A simple melon. Um, <laughs> people just said last time, so I was happy rolling. <laughs> but, uh, nah, dang. Something that's probably been the most encouraging to me is, is how you have to start somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And kind of like the humble beginnings, you know, and just understanding that every day is not going to be a 10 out of 10, you know, as I'm trying to break these addictions, you know, but it's about, you know, getting back up, you know, saying after we fall. And I think that's something I found encouragement in, but especially specifically in my life as a, you know, as a Christian is like understanding, like, you know, God's strength is shown in our weaknesses. And so when I'm maybe struggling or I'm falling, you know, an addiction, but I was like, dang, like this is where God really shows his grace and his mercy and his love for me on the on the part that I'm getting up or even in the valley. So I think it's just that starting somewhere for sure for me. Real, real. And I, I, I resonate with that, man, because I feel like we all need to identify, man, like one, why am I in this position and um, what caused me to get in this position? Because I feel like there's a root problem when we discover where we need to start at. Like we got to start where, where the root is. 
You know, so for me, I'm thinking about something that I'm struggling with that's addicting right now. It's probably my addiction to like people pleasing, my addiction to uh, just uh, the opinions of others in, as a general, a general collective thing. And so I looked at my life. I've been looking like, man, why, why do I crave this? this acceptance and this validation from other people. Like, why is this something that is near and dear to my heart? And I, I was able to reflect on this with God. And I really felt like one of the main reasons why I struggle with this addiction with acceptance and validation from others is because there was a lack of attention that I received when I was young, when I was a child. So a, tra- a traumatic experience as a kid produced this effect where now I'm constantly craving or longing for this attention from other people. And so when I when it comes with to people pleasing, I'm always going above and beyond just to be seen by other stores so I can feel reliable, so I can feel dependable, so people can count on me, so that the attention that they give me, I can feel wanted, I can feel loved and supported. But we all know that's unhealthy. We all know that there's no fruit that's good that comes from needing acceptance and validation from others. And I feel like a lot of us we all have additions that start from an underlying root problem that we probably haven't addressed. So you mentioned like, how did we start, man? I think it's like, we got to start and I look at that root and how we got to that root in the first place. I think as you're handling this, a key part to it is, um, is, is allowing, is telling those who you're with, you know what I'm saying? Cause then they can help you. I think we spoke about it on this past episode, but people can't help you unless you tell them that this is a problem. And so for me, my, own i've been able to uh struggle less because i've been able to share it with those those i hang around and then they've been able to help me and then it's become a tad but not even tad but i'd say it's become a huge bit easier to handle because uh because we're bearing each other's burdens you know what i'm saying i was just talking to someone about this on this past week but this fascinating thing where now you're helping me carry the the weight that I've got to carry and that I'm helping you and weight is a lot less if there's four people inside of it, you know, holding it up. So I think a key part in, uh, as you're inside of this, uh, this, uh, this uh, struggle is who, who are you letting help you? You know what I'm saying? Cause who you're letting help you helps you. Right. <laughs> That's real. That's real talk. <laughs> and I think to go off both of your points, like even for me in my personal life, like you talk about getting to that root is like when I had a porn addiction, bro, and like, I got to that root by understanding what was what was really the root of that, right? And then it took me all the way back to middle school yeah. was with that peer pressure and that people pleasing. We were like, hey, bro, have you watched this yet? Hey, bro, have you, have you did this yet? Have you did this? And you're just like, no. And so I was just like, dang, like this is really the root of the problem. But then going off your point is telling people, being vulnerable with the right people, you know, also maybe living that, you know, living that struggle out and just kind of telling them like, hey, you know, this is what I've been going through, this is, a, I need help, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And so that's what's personally helped me is like that vulnerability, but like you said, getting to the root for sure. So a key point that I thought like cut. both of us or all three of us have really discussed, um, really like you mentioned something that you've struggled, you mentioned that you've struggled with things. And I mentioned what I just shared with you guys. And the thing that just came to my mind is that, you know, because of those things, we aren't alone. So if you're a person who's struggling with any addiction today, like you're not alone with anything, right? And we have to understand, like, we want to help you get to that root. And we want to help, you know, us grow so that we can endure addiction the proper way. I feel like if we were able to identify 
and share with others, man, we can make some actual progress into dealing with addiction and hopefully mm. getting to that destination where we're actually free from that addiction, right? You said like when you had that addiction and now, you know, you look back to that middle school lifestyle and where you are now, I mean, I'm sure there's been tremendous growth because of the no steps way. that you've taken by identifying that route and growing from there, man. So I, Yo, I feel I want to say, I'm sorry, but I just want to say that you're so right on what's the root cause. Because when I look at all my struggles, again, we got porn, we got um other people's acceptance or other people's their, yeah, other people's acceptance. Social media. All this, man, social media. It's crazy because all my things, once I was able to um, find the bottom root cause, it was the acceptance of others. Just like you said, it stems from a childhood thing. So because I lacked acceptance being a small, small child, now that's affecting me now that I'm an adult. And now once I focus that that root cause, then it affects all these other struggles. You know what I'm saying? I feel like our struggles are kind of a scab over something. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just kind of over it. It's not the actual problem. And so once you fix the actual problem, bro, then it can heal. You know what I'm saying? And then it, at least all the time. What you do affects those around you. And so once I heal, I can help other people heal, but hurt people hurt people. And I think what's good about that, too, is at that time, we look back at those like childhood, like traumas or whatever, is that we didn't know what our identity was. That was the main thing compared to now us knowing that our identity, our identity is in Christ now. So we know whose we are and we know who we are. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, we're like, OK, well, if I know who I am and I know who I am, you know, I don't do this anymore. I don't hang out with these people. I don't talk about that type of stuff, you know. So um, it's all just an identity thing, because we can all probably attest to this. When we were like younger, we're going to church and we're just like we're there because our parents dragged us there. You know what I'm saying? And like it, it wasn't even our own relationship with Jesus. It was, you know, our parents. And we were kind of living off that and living off their identity and say, you know, I go to church sometimes. But compared to now. We're going to church by ourselves. Like, it's just us three. Our parents might not even be there. You know what I'm saying? So just having that identity is is a game changer for sure. And that's key because now it makes me think back to your point earlier. You talking about middle school and that peer pressure that, you know, ultimately contributed to you falling into the things that you fell into. And I feel like a lot of us fall into positions where uh, we subscribe to things that we never want to do because of what people actually influence us in our lives. Right? There are things that people influence us just by being around them because of yeah. what they might be addicted to. And so the point I want to come to is that don't let other people's addictions cause you to be addicted to the things that you might be addicted to currently, <laughs> man, because you said that peer pressure pressures you into yeah. that point of addiction, no. right? It may not be your addiction in, in the first place, right. but it's somebody else's addiction that caused you to be addicted, bro. <laughs> and so I feel like if we're struggling with something, man, we first have to identify that identity problem, man. It's like, man, I, my identity is found in God, man. Yeah, so facts. I don't have to do these things. Even if they tell me I should do these things, I don't have to because I don't find my identity in the acceptance of others. I find my identity in the one who buried my sins on the cross. Literally. And that's, thing, that's something that's helped me growing up is like understanding now that my identity is in Christ. I don't have to drink what they drink. I don't have to smoke what they smoke. I don't have to do what they do. And I don't have to say what they say. You know what I'm saying? So like now I'm just like, hey, I'm chilling, bro. I'm kicking it. I got God, bro. I got God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 one, that's a fight. I'm just gonna paint you in your house. Nah, it's not a the pad, bro. What preaching, dog? Compliment him up in the cockpit, man. Simple man. Hashtag simple man. But uh, let's, I'm gonna say it every episode, who you hanging around? I've never, okay, so I've never drank alcohol when I wasn't with other people who were drinking alcohol. 
Oh, think about it. I've never drank I've never been alone. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna drink some alcohol. Never <laughs> <laughs> in my life. I've only drank alcohol when I'm with other people who were drinking alcohol and then drinking it excessively. <laughs> bro, facts. I think that that's the same for me. It's like in the BC days, bro. I would never be like, yeah, I would just go smoke by myself, bro. It was always like, yeah, I would go smoke with somebody else. I would go smoke with these group of people. It was never by myself, man. I mean, some people are different, bro. Just, so, so watch the lions be chucking down some Bud Light. <laughs> That's wild, bro. I know some people. Lions turn into zebras like that. You know what you see, but if I see God. <laughs> Dog, that's real, man. I got a question for you, Slater, man, because we talked about this in our our personal conversations, man. But, you know, people that deal with addictions, they they have, you know, many struggles. Right. And we've talked about this, you know, personally. But what advice do you give to people who are currently, you know, they they currently see that somebody's struggling in their lives with a form of addiction and they want to help that person? But they don't know the approach to go to help that person that's struggling. Oh, so they're helping a different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they see somebody with a struggle and they're like wondering, like, man, I really care about this person. I see the path, the trajectory that they might be going on. I don't want them yeah. going on this path. Yeah. I think something that we do, a lot of us do, me included, do the wrong thing is we kind of force them to see it how how we see it. And, like, that's not our job. Our job is to show them love, is to be their friend. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I shared once how I had some some friend and she had some uh, problems. And so all her friends are texting her, calling, yo, you got this problem and you got to fix it, fix it. I'm like, dude, I didn't do any of that. I, I told her, if you ever want to talk, just just call me. I'm not going to pressure you or anything. And she and eventually took her a couple of weeks, but she had, she had, she had called me because I was the, the only person who wasn't pushing it down, down throats. I'm just there like, bro, like, let's just be friends. If you don't want to fix this, this some problem, that's. That's between you and you and you and God. I'm just here to be your friend. And so let's just hang out. Now, also, I'm not going to do her addictions on all stuff that she's in. Um, I like how you said how we kind of let other people's addictions form our addictions. Because, again, because I've never drank if I wasn't with other people. And so, again, it comes down to who you're hanging with. But to answer your, your question, I think, again, it's just like, be someone's friend, bro. People who are struggling with addiction and problems, what they need is a friend. You know what I'm saying? A doctor can go be a doctor, but a friend has got to be a friend. Man, because I'm thinking like there's been so many times where unsolicited advice has been perceived the wrong way. Good way like, of saying You, you want to give somebody advice because you see them in a pit. But that person doesn't want to get out the pit. Yeah. And when you ultimately try to help them out the pit, you fall in the pit yourself, man. Literally. So I feel like for people, man, you see somebody that's struggling with any form of addiction, man, and they're not actually asking you to help them with that addiction. Mm-hmm. Your best way of approach to helping them is just to be their friends, to be by their side, to love and support them, man. Like I heard somebody say, man, sometimes you just got to let people crash, bro. God, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just got to let them crash and fall, man, because at the end of the day, that's the direction that they're headed for inevitably. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to help them stop them from the crash, I'm going to start to turn the wheel. We both go crash in this car together, mm-hmm. man. We got, I got to let go. I'm like, hey, man, because when they crash, I'll be the first one there to help pick them back up and put them back on the right direction with God. Right. And I think with that, too, is like the saying is like you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. You know what nice. I'm saying? I think um, sometimes with the unsolicited advice, like a lot of us strain ourselves by trying to drag this 
a thousand pound horse to the water, Damn. but we end up just hurting our own. You hurting ourselves, hurting our back, hurting our, <laughs> just just hurting our own our own being. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's just like you know. You just gotta let people crash and burn sometimes. Like I think sometimes me, if I'm being honest, I'd be like, you know, I'm just letting bro crash and burn. I planted the seed, but hey, I, hey God got him now, bro. I'm just, it's out of my hand, it's out of my hand, literally. But like that's what you know, Paul talks about. It's just like you know, I planted the seed, you know, Apollo's water, but God gives the increase. So it's just like, man, we just there to plant the seed, bro. So that's why I kind of think about that unsolicited advice for sure, though. That's good, man, because in the steps of, you know, enduring addiction, I mean, we do have to identify the root, but we also have to be present in the time of where we are, man, because at the end of the day, you alluded to earlier, man, some days are going to be good and some days are going to be sucky. Some days are going to be crappy, but I, what's the mindset that we got to have in attacking this, right? You mentioned identity. You mentioned, uh, you know, just encouraging people. Like, there's a lot of things that we can do to help endure addiction, man. So uh, I really want to illuminate now, man, like, you know, We've all struggled, man. We talked about you're not alone, man. But, you know, here are some practical ways that we feel like you can actually take that step in the right direction. man. so we start off with accountability, man. Letting people know, like, hey, man, I'm struggling with this, man. Like, hey, maybe you're in a pit right now. He's like, man, I don't even know what to do, man. The first thing you do is reach out to somebody and say, like, this is what's going on in my life. And I would say reach out to some wise counsel, people that, that can actually give you some good advice, man, because if I'm struggling with drinking, bro, I'm not about to go to a drunkard and say, how can I get cured of this problem, bro? Like, addicts hang out with the addict. Nah, bro. bro, like, I got to go with somebody who's going to give me some good advice that's going to help me get out this bit. And then next, man, is I got to actually, like, for me, what has helped me is giving my stuff to God. Like, I think about that verse of verse, Peter, man, is casting my cares, bringing my anxieties to him, man. If, if this is really straining me, if this addiction is really straining me in my life, Man, I got to give it to God, man, because he's the only one that's going to help me get through this, man. Like, I think about the verse, you know, people, one of the, the gospel greatest hits for that Philippians 413. They talk about, I can do all things, bro. And every person's body on the Christ and strength is me. That bro. ain't for you to score a touchdown. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it ain't for you to score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Take your test. You ain't study, bro. I remember that verse is alluding to, like, I can endure anything through Christ's strength. He strengthens me. Where yeah, like, If Christ is giving me the strength to deal with this addiction, then I am more acceptable to overcoming and persevering through this addiction, bro. But if I don't have Christ, man, if I don't find my identity in Christ, if I'm, you know, content with being in this pit, man, how can I expect myself to grow, man? So, yeah, I think the accountability is huge, too, because something that's been a huge help for me, especially in the area of addiction, is like you have to hang out with people that know more than you and have more than you. You know what I'm saying? Because I need to hang out with people so I can see, hey, how did you get there? I want to get like that, too. Yeah. Not to compare myself to them, but just see like, hey, like. That is there for me as well. You know what I'm saying? So why can't I also achieve this goal? You know what I'm saying? If in this, you know, certain area of my life, you know what I'm saying? So like people that can keep you accountable, I think kind of um, not comparing yourself with seeing others that, you know, are at a place where you want to get to is kind of like, you know, that's it's, that's that's a reachable goal for me. Like it's, it's there for me, you know, so that hanging out with people that's got more than you and know more than you is huge. bro. It's a it's a pretty hot take. But I think, again, um, it's OK I let some people get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Because I think of all of us in our personal conversations, we have touched stoves a lot and we've gotten our hand hurt a lot. But it's inside of that that we learn not to touch a stove. But if there's a kid who would never touch a stove, it's always going to be tempting to him. And once mom's not there up in the kitchen, he's going to touch that stove. It's going to be hot. He's going to learn, okay? A lot of us 
us. I'm saying we turn that stove. We act. We, we're not touching it again. We ain't you know going in the kitchen after that. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks. But also, sometimes it is key to talk to someone who has touched a stove, so that you learn that you that you don't have to. So I've talked to people who have struggles that I haven't had because I want to learn from them. It keeps me away from those uh, those uh, struggles. Because okay, so like dudes who drink. I have a friend who's an alcoholic. It's costing his job, his wife, his kids, all this. I'm not an alcoholic, but you dang you know, I ain't going to touch alcohol that much. If I go, it could hurt you that much. You know what I'm saying? The thought that just came to my mind is learn from other people's burns so that you don't end up getting burned, man. Because like, if I'm going around playing with a stove, bro, and somebody else has played with stuff and got burned before, like, they can tell me, hey, man, yeah. you're going to get burned if you get too close to that stove and you, you know, try to dabble with that stove. Bro. But if I can listen to that advice, man, then I save myself from getting burned. Exactly. So you mentioned, man, hey, reach out to people who are smarter, who have more than you so that yeah. you can put yourself in a better position. That's going to help you, man. Because at the end of the day, man, who wants to go out and get burned, bro? Like, nobody does, But bro. that's the difference, too, is that some people want to get burned. Ooh, don't say it for some people. Some people want to actually touch that stove, bro. <laughs> like, you can literally have all the instruction in the world to not touch that stove. But some people want to do it just out of plain curiosity. And you just got to let them do it. You got to let them do it. So it's like, if I told you, go ahead, do it. Go, do what you want to do at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you your own life at that point. It's on you. I tried to help. Don't say I wasn't there. My ass. Literally. I got a question for you guys. This is my last question for either one of you guys who want to take this question. But we kind of been alluding to this, like some some bad addictions and how to overcome those. But I want to focus on like what are some good addictions that we can add to our life to help grow us spiritually, you know, relationally, physically, mentally, all of the above. Man. Mm, great question, Shoot, bro. Like when I think of good addictions, I just think healthy habits. You know what I'm saying? And I think something that has changed my life personally is nutrition, bro. For me, it's just eating a lot healthier and a lot cleaner um, just as far as just upping on the fruits and veggies, upping on the water. Like just up and on all that type of stuff. That's certain. That's things that just helped me, especially as an athlete, you know, with nutrition and just performance. So um, that's something that's helped me just in that area, in that department. So I um, feel like yeah. all of us are addicted to um, something. So we got two options be addicted to that's bad or addicted to something that is good. And I like being addicted to stuff that's good. That's just me personally. <laughs> but a couple of things. So I think of two things. I think of uh, doing it in bonds. Everything is I have an addiction to seeing how people are are doing, you know what I'm saying? So like, man, I love to check up on people, people I haven't spoke to a couple months or weeks, you know what I'm saying? Just a habit of mine, like, man, I'm just always searching for someone I can just go, how you doing? I said the chat was good, it's bad, and maybe I'm struggling, but they're struggling. And then I think for a spiritual way, man, the best addiction is talking to God. <laughs> addiction to reading his word, you know? <laughs> so those are, I think, are two positive, you know? That's real. I, yeah, I think like with that too, them healthy habits, stem from my relationship with God, bro. Mm -hmm. It stem from it. So I, I can see when I'm not in my word, like I just gave the healthy nutrition. When I ain't in my word, <laughs> I ain't eating too healthy. You know what I'm <laughs> I ain't eating as healthy as I should be. But um, I just think, you know, just that relationship, my relationship with God is just like the the stem, you know what I'm saying? And everything just branches off of that, you know what I'm saying? So I think that bad habits stem from a lack of us talking to God, you know what I'm saying? Good habits stem from a strength in us talking to God. Yeah, bro. I think, yeah, talking to God and let alone knowing him too. Cause like a lot of people walking around here aimlessly, not knowing that 
Christ loves them, bro. I literally just be, I be watching people. I just be like, bro, they don't know how much God love them, bro. They just be walking around here, bro. They don't even know their identity for real. Oh, NPCs, bro. <laughs> like, they don't even know how much Christ love them, dog. NPCs need plenty of Christ. <laughs> No, I don't bring out him. Topman him up in the top. Dog, bro. No, that's real, man. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, you. I'll answer that. I want to hit his point first because he talked about that nutrition, man. He talked about, you know, your healthy habits sinfully, you having that healthy relationship with God. I thought about that verse in 1 Corinthians 6, how it reminds us that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. So if God is residing us, bro, I want to make sure that my house is clean with him, bro. I can't invite God into a dirty spot, bro. No, nah, I'm going to have everything tidied up. I'm going to make sure my body's healthy, man. So I just wanted to touch on that because I thought that was really cool, man. And really helpful for people who are living that relationship or in that relationship with God right now who might not, who might be neglecting it. Or who want one. So, uh, but some of the good addictions uh, that I have in life. What do you suggest? Suggest? Yeah. yeah, I got that. That's a really good one. NPC. Yeah, not nah, for real. That, <laughs> need plenty of Christ. I need plenty of Christ myself, bro. Thank you. Um, but I would say, man, I'm addicted to encouraging people, man. Like I just hey, did that's um, a speech on in my class on um, the effects of being self-centered narcissism, mm-hmm. and it talked about statistics how you know you know 80 percent of people who scroll through social media uh, results in like depression and anxiety, stress, all because mm-hmm. of like the content that they expose themselves to, right? But it talked about when people are actively giving out compliments and, and being kind towards others, it actually boosts a hormone in your body called cortisone, which actually improves your overall mood, helps you grow as a person, man. So I thought like, man, if, if I can be encouraging to somebody, not only does it help me in my mood, but it's going to help that other person's mood as well because, man, they're taking that compliment. We said this earlier, man, see a compliment, give them a compliment, bro. <laughs> but imagine a world where people are seeing compliments and giving compliments, man. It boosts the overall mood and now the world is a much your place we got people feeling nutritious bro we got people with npcs needing plenty of christ and they got plenty of christ because they're feeling good bro <laughs> but they got a top and they gave a top yeah bro they ain't no npcs no more they the main character <laughs> he the main character bro oh, facts i guess facts, man. but uh just the last thing is um if you fix your addiction, you can help other people fix their addiction. But if you know fix yours, how do you know help someone else? And then uh, I'm like, see a comment, give a comment, bro. Domino effect. And you, you give someone a comment, it makes them want to give something else a comment. Come on, be in a better spot. People go, no price. <laughs> Boom, Mike Trot right there. Top of the morning to you. Jeez. We out here. Peace. Deuce. <laughs>